It's that lunchroom chatter podcast, you know Will you sit up and think about fucking your girl's best friend But you can't because your girl's a fighter and she'll fuck you up This that lunchroom chatter podcast Will you lay up and think about being a porn star But you can't because you come too quick So you gotta eat the pussy for 95 minutes Mmm, that kind of shit This that lunchroom chatter podcast Where you in bed at night thinking about beating your meat But you can't because you live with your mama and she bust in the room and said, bitch, get the fuck up. Mama, why you ain't knock on the door first? This that kind of shit. Where you can be yourself, where you can relax, where you could put yourself into the mind of another nigga. So stay tuned. Let's get this shit popping. Lunchroom chat a podcast, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You guys are back for another week of that. Brand new LCP. Now, I know some of you guys asked me last week on Instagram, which is Lunchroom Chatter Pod. Some of you guys said, hey, what happened? There was no episodes last week. If you guys are subscribed on Lunchroom Plus, which is available only on Apple Podcasts, two episodes dropped last week. An episode dropped um, with my occasional guest host, Dewan Mansfield, a full 30-minute episode dropped. And then two days after that, an exclusive mini bonus episode dropped where I spoke about oral sex and kind of gave you guys well i played the clip that gave you guys some tips especially the woman in relation to oral sex and of course i gave my unsolicited opinion so you got two bonus episodes last week exclusively on lunchroom plus if you are subscribed again that is available only on apple podcast now it's a lot of things i want to get to this week now i'm trying something different I went out, I bought a dry erase board so I could be able to have some more topics on there, you know, and just be able to kind of dive through some more shit. And also, last um, full episode of the podcast where I talk about cheating and everything like that, that led to a lot of good content, a lot of good voicemails, and I got a lot of good responses to that. So again, I want to clap you guys up who enjoyed that because... Like I said, man, I, I put so much time and effort into these fucking episodes. So when you guys appreciate it, when you guys enjoy it, that means everything. And also, I want to give a shout out to my guy, Shantario, and a couple other people, man, who who really, really contributed to the podcast last week. Again, my cash app is dollar sign NYC story 718. And my Venmo is lunchroom chatter pod because I make these episodes by myself. I create my own content. I mix master to get the sound quality A1 that you guys know and love over here at the Independent. Brand new LCP. And I also want to dive into a voicemail from my guy, Sean Terrio, because he sent in a voicemail in relation to the topic that was had on the last podcast. Now, it came in late, but we're not going to just scrap it. I want to play this because I want to dive into some of that as well, because, again, the topic on the last full-length episode was, for example, this was for married people. You're married, something happens, whether it be an accident, they get Alzheimer's or some shit like that. And now you can't physically please your partner sexually, you know, the way you could before. So would you be okay if your partner stepped out, you know, went and had sex with somebody else, built a connection so that they can still be physically pleasured? Or would it be an issue? So let's dive into what my guy T had to say. Yeah, so so to answer your question, my bro, if... If I had Alzheimer's or if my partner has Alzheimer's and I'm looking for intimacy, that's the last thing I would want to even think about because I'm focusing on how they are in their recovery. It's beyond that. 
is beyond mental emotion, physicality, the whole nine. If you have somebody you love, finding intimacy somewhere intimacy somewhere else is the last thing you will ever even think about. So, yeah, that that's naturally out the question. Mm. All right, talk to you later, bro. Yeah. I want to clap it up for him because <clears throat> I want to preference this by saying there's nothing wrong with what he said. There's nothing wrong at all, but I believe that what he's saying, like, like it's great initially. So, for example, let's say, for example, now he's married. I want to preface that way. He's married. Whatever bond he has with his wife, that is unique to them. But I'm prefacing everything I'm saying in relation to me and in relation to things I've seen and in relation to a lot of things I've, I've experienced by just listening and watching other people. I believe that that would be great initially. For example, someone is married and now and now an incident happens to where now they have to be a caregiver for their partner. I believe that that's great initially. But now two, three, four years in, I believe that somebody like they would be okay with being a caregiver and make sure everything is great for maybe a year or two years. But now when you hit that two, three, four year mark and now you're still not getting that sexual pleasure that you probably was getting before, I believe that that's when probably frustration sets in. And the frustration is going to set in because we are human. We all have needs, whether it be physical, intimacy, you know, just we all have needs. And if we go a long time without having those needs met, I believe that that's when some other situations might crop in in relation to somebody wanting to step out, somebody wanting to cheat, somebody wanting to just, Go get that affection somewhere else because now that affection that they are having, it's not there and it's missing. So I'm going to give a clap for my guy for sending that voice message in, man. Now, I had another shit come through I want to get to. Now, this is from my guy sent this in. Now, this incident happened here in Georgia. The article was a man killed, woman injured. In a domestic shooting in Buford. Now, I want to read to you guys some of this news article and then dive into the voicemail I received in response to this from the person who sent it. And y'all know my man Sully. Sully always find a way to come out with some content or come out with some some crazy shit. Now, I, I want to give a clap up for my guy Sully for always being a solid contributor to that LCP podcast. Now, he sent in this article, and the article, and the article says. A winder man shot and killed himself, and the woman suffered a minor injury during a domestic altercation behind a Buford warehouse Wednesday afternoon. The initial investigation showed that the woman in the shooter, identified as Stephen Expose, 32, were involved in a personal relationship. The two worked together, left work at the same time, and got into his vehicle. That is where the two begin to argue. And as the woman tried to exit the vehicle, that is when he allegedly shot her. He then returned to the vehicle and shot himself. The woman suffered a grazing wound to her abdomen, but did not require hospitalization. Expose was pronounced dead at the scene. This investigation is ongoing. Now, I have a few questions in relation to this article, but... First, I want to play the voicemail from my guy, Sully, because he might be thinking the same thing. I haven't heard his voice messages yet, so let's play what he had to say, because sometimes great minds think alike, and we might have the same opinion. But let me let me see what he got to say. 
for my guy Sully. Talk to me. Man, so before I begin, I'd like to draw your attention to the link above that says man killed, woman injured in domestic shooting in Buford. So we back with another episode of Stories with Sully. And this shit right here may take the fucking cake as to why I don't trust these women out here as far as I can fucking throw them. <laughs> Which ain't too damn far. Ain't no bodybuilding nigga like the dude who was killed in this article. So... As a little bit of a preface, I'll say I know these people, right? I went to high school with them, and the woman. Wait, nigga, what? I, nigga, what? Oh my god! See that right there? That's some extra information. I know he's lying. Girl, stop! That's a lie. When I just read you guys the article, see, I read the article from the mind of an innocent bystander, somebody I don't know the motherfuckers in this article. See, now we about to go beyond the headlines. See, now we about to go deeper because the fact that Sully actually knows the two people involved. In this fucking article, in this domestic dispute that resulted in one person being killed, the fact that he actually knows these two people. See, this is what I like, because now we get to get some inside info. Now we get to go deeper because it's easy to read an article. And now we have our whole mind and perception shaped about the case from what the fuck we just read. When we know it, sometimes it ain't black and white. And this is why it's important right now. What I just read to you guys. Now we about to go. Deeper. Let's go. Used to talk to way back when, right? So I, I'm familiar with these folks. They've been engaged for I want to say three or four years, man. Uh, you know, you go on Instagram, they posting all the pictures. They looking like the most happy couple in the world, right? She was going through body changes and shit. Like I said, he's a personal trainer, uh, so like he he got her looking good and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like every. Like everything looked like it was going well, but of course they have their issues just like mm-hmm. any other couple. And I don't know if they went on break or broke up or what have you, but there was a period of time where they weren't together mm. um, or at least in a relationship. Now he lived with her and her parents. Um, he worked at their family business <laughs> and apparently they rode with each other to working back. So it's like, I don't know if they weren't together or not, but they were still clearly doing shit like that. I want to pause it because that's some weird shit. And like, that's the negatives. Like, like when you with somebody and now you get too ingratiated into their family, into their work life, because like, can you really go on break from somebody? If you guys work together, can you, can you really go on break with somebody? If you guys are still living, like, how does that shit work? You guys are still sharing the same space, but now you guys are on break. But you come home and y'all still got to see it. Like, how does that work? Are you guys really on break or are y'all just saying that shit so y'all can kind of feel better about fucking other people? But let's dive into some more of this shit. Let's continue to go beyond the headlines. Uh, coming back to the same place. So maybe maybe they just weren't engaged anymore. But these motherfuckers was obviously still together. And apparently, as as the article says, one night after work, Motherfucker got in the car. They they got to arguing. One thing led to another. Another. He put a gun to her head. Mm. She ended up fighting him off. A shot went off. It grazed her in the stomach. And after the shot grazed her in the stomach, somehow they ended up outside. She wrestled the gun away from him. Mind you, like I said, it's a big bodybuilder. Yeah, nigga, strong as fuck. That shit. But she said that she dropped the gun and ran and got the police. And by the time that happened. This nigga had already killed himself in the car. So after Ooh, you a lie. About it after she called me, she said that she tried to shoot him with the gun. <laughs> it didn't work. The gun jammed. 
And so then she dropped it back and he had already killed himself. Um, whether or not there's some holes in her story, I don't know. It seems like it. I sort of feel like she killed them. And, and Have you ever seen the movie Holes on Disney with Shia LaBeouf? It seems like as if it's that many fucking holes in this shit. I could poke a hole in every fucking layer of this story. But let's dive into some more. Let's continue to go beyond the headlines with Sully. In self-defense. Maybe she just don't want to admit that. My issue with it is how this bitch responded to this whole damn story. Like, for example, how do, how do I even know about this shit? Well, my... So all this shit is going down February 23rd, right? Mm. And I don't know about this shit. I didn't get the article until last night, the 26th, when she called. Wait. So mind you, after she told me about all this shit, I'm, I'm just flabbergasted, right? Because like, I'm looking at the relationship pics on IG. These motherfuckers seem happy as hell. You mean to tell me this nigga has died? This is fucking crazy. Nah. And that's why I want to point Because like I always say Like stop paying attention to IG To social media Because as you guys see in the case right here Somebody died These two motherfuckers be all over Instagram Posting the happiest pictures The best pictures in the fucking world Oh I'm loved up Look at my new boo Oh he treat me She treat me so good And somebody done died This is why I always say You cannot pay attention You can't focus on You can't get too caught up in IG And social media And the fucking bullshit ass persona because people going to show only what they want you to see. And I say this shit time after time after time again. And we see right here in this case, narrated by my guy Sully. He knows these motherfuckers. He knows these two people. And the man is dead. Now you go to the Instagram, the IG shot. All you get is the happy shit. When in reality, death was lurking around the fucking corner. Before this shit even sets in, she's asking me. To come over so we can talk in person. Bruh. Mm. I, 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 I was so confused by this. I, I asked her to clarify. I'm like, are you asking me for fucking sex? Three days after your fiance killed himself, allegedly, in front of you? Mm. Mm. <laughs> when, when I say right now, I am. Oh, my God. I am flabbergasted. I am fucking appalled. You mean to tell me somebody who supposedly, allegedly, you know, just allegedly killed their fucking fiance three days before is now trying to su- is, is now trying to fuck my man. Su- what? That's some. Oh, my God. Girl, stop. That's a lie. I mean, like I said, we don't know if she killed him or not, but to even allegedly kill somebody. And now three days after you're trying to get some dick. When the fucking case is open and fresh, bitch, I'm not trying to be the next person you kill. Bitch, take your pussy to the next motherfucker. Let's end off this shit right now. With my guy, see, we going deeper. We going beyond the headlines because when I read you guys that article, I had no idea that his voice message was going to be from the, from the mindset or from the avenue of somebody who knows these people. So let's finish out beyond the headlines. And so I turned her down time hmm. and time again, man. Like, and so she called back. And was basically just like, hey, look, I just need something. I've been going through a lot. You know, why can't you just come over? I thought we was friends. Mm. I thought you could at least do this for me. So, mm. you want me to come over and in the middle of the, the night dick. when I got work in the morning just to have sex with you because you want to take your mind off the fact that your fiance of the past three to four years is dead. Tried to kill you, bitch. Mm. He, tried to, he tried to shoot you in the fucking head with a shotgun. <laughs> 
and now you want to use me to help you forget about that shit. Well, damn. If wow. Was- See, we're going to stop it right there because we're getting too much. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to have to go to court. LCP podcast go to court because of the information revealed on this shit. Like that's why you heard me bleep out some things because I ain't want to leave that shit in. Now I got to go to court. Now John is in. Uh, we ain't trying to do that. But wow, that's why I say, man, you got to be mindful. You got to be aware because that's some. That's some wild shit. And the nerve. Like I said, regardless of if he killed himself or if she had to defend herself, whatever the fuck happened. To even now you begging for sex three days and I, and I know some of you guys go well well John she had needs she was stressed out maybe she wanted to have sex that's some bullshit that's some stupid ass shit but I want to give a hand clap right there to my guy Sully wow that was some great ass content now to keep it moving now I believe the rapper I don't know how you say his name is it Tootsie is it Tootsie now he defends the LBGTQ plus community from trolls and he says that every time. Or sometimes when people get mad at black men and they call them gay, that calling somebody gay is not an insult. Using the gay community as a way to insult somebody, that's some bullshit. But again, I want you guys to hear what he had to say. This is Tootsie or Tootsie. I'm sorry if I'm fucking, I don't know how to say your name. All these fucking new age rappers, I don't know if it's Tootsie, if it's Tootsie, if it's Tootsie Roll. I don't know what the fuck your name is. But this is what he had to say in regards to being gay used as an insult. Let's dive into what he had to say. Thing, and I don't care who take it and try to flip it, and it is what it is at the end of the day. Stop trying to use a person being gay as an insult, or just stop trying to claim a person to be gay as an insult. Like, that shit not no insult. If being straight not an insult, why is being gay an insult? Like, to me, that should be backwards. I think the motherfuckers that throw being gay around as an insult is the motherfuckers that need to be attacked, for mm. real, for real. Cause y'all trying to insult people, like that's what y'all trying to do. Y'all, you're you're trying to use calling a person gay as an insult. Them is the motherfuckers who really need to be attacked. Feel me? I want to clap it up because I agree. I agree hundred percent because, like I said, man, over the course of my life, like the word gay or like having your manhood questioned as a man, that's always something that's thrown around as an insult. Even going back to my college life, where. During my whole college career, I've never had a one-night stand. And with me never having a one-night stand, it's been plenty of women who said, are you gay? Are you bisexual? Are you da-da-da? Because you don't conform to the norms. Now, we've seen this the other day with, um, you know, co-star, you know, Michael B. Jordan and his co-star, Jonathan Majors, who are starring in the brand-new movie Creed 3, dropping on March 3rd, this Friday. They posted um, an array of photos where they were kind of, let's just say they were very close together. You know, I believe in one shot, um, Jonathan Majors was kind of holding Michael B. Jordan's head. They were kind of close. And you go to the comments and a lot of the comments were perceived as, oh, this, this is gay. This is suspect. And I'm like, why do people always attribute, you know, black men showing love and caring about each other or even some type of healthy interaction why is that always perceived as gay? Why? Like every time you see a black man and the, now the black man is is doing something that's 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 dangerous, that's aggressive. He's robbing somebody, he's smacking somebody, he's shooting somebody. Now, in black culture, we call him that's a real nigga. That's a nigga that's fire. That's a nigga that's doing what he gotta do. I respect him. But now the minute a black man tells another black man, I love you, or shows him some kind of healthy, positive interaction. Why is that considered 
Oh, that's suspect. That's gay. That's bu- boo. That's some bullshit. And because when I tell you guys, I hate that shit, man. Because black men should be able to express themselves, to love each other, to even express your my, your my brother, I love you, without that fear of being gay. And that is why in black culture, a lot of the times when black men do do that, they always add no homo or you know some shit like that. Pause as a way to say, hey. I love you, but no homo. But see, as black men, we shouldn't have to do that. The same way women can say, yo, yo, sis, I love you. And they don't got to add no, well, pause, no homo. But see, as men, you got to do that. Because if you don't do that, then you have your sexuality question. Now, to segue from that to something else. Now, you guys know um, Saucy Santana, who is part of the LBGTQ plus community. He's a rapper. Now, he came out the other day and said that men who smoke hookah, are gay to simply say straight men should not be smoking hookah that's another way of saying if you smoke hookah now you're gay but let's dive into what he had to say them girls ain't wrong them girls is not wrong if you was the man you don't need to be smoking a hookah baby gal you need to be rolling you up a wood you need to be smoking you some za okay you don't need to be sucking down a hookah bad bitch baddie you was the man you don't, unless you was a gay Unless you gay, like a gay boy, that's the only reason. I'm, that's the only way I'm letting you smoke hookah. If you not no gay boy, you a, a man. Put the hookah down. Put the hookah down and pick you up a grabber. Not with me. See, I want to boo, man, because you guys know I support the LBGTQ plus community. And Saucy Santana, I actually like Saucy Santana. Like the personality, the way that he performs. I seen him perform at the fucking festival, and I ain't gonna lie, like Saucy Santana. He gay, but he put on a good ass show at the fucking festival I went to last year. I forgot the name of the fucking festival, but he put on a fucking show at the festival. And that's why I say to even perpetuate this fucking stereotype that, you know, as a as a man, as a straight man, you shouldn't be smoking hookah. Like, come on, bruh. Like, why is everything considered gay? In the next two fucking years, the only thing black men are going to be able to do is rob or kill each other. Because of the stereotypes that come along with everything else. Now, for example, two black men can have beef and now it's perceived as corny or lame if those two black men sit down and say, I'm sorry, or hash out their issues. It's like in black culture, if two black men have beef, the only thing they can do to kind of prove themselves as real niggas is to fight, is to kill each other or somebody end up dead so that that way you can show you a real nigga. And that's bullshit, man. That's why I say every time it's these fucking stereotypes, these fucking, these fucking notions that's prepared. I hate this shit, man, because it's so many things we can be doing to just improve ourselves as, as a people, as a black culture to just grow and elevate and just be better than what we are now. I want to clap it up for that, man. Now we're going to take a quick break and we're going to dive into some more shit, man. Michael B. Jordan versus L'Oreal, the reporter, man. You know, and, and, and him responding in a certain way because of the fact that they, they used to go to school together back in the day. And of course, you know, they used to go back and forth and shit like that. And now L'Oreal was on a podcast a couple of years back and her co-host had called Michael B. Jordan corny and Michael B. Jordan heard it. And now he brought it up at the fucking red carpet for his new movie, Creed. We're going to talk about... Some sex toys, kids that need their ass beat in school. Cause some of you, some of you motherfuckers, they kids need their ass beat. So we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna dive into some more shit on that LCP, that lunchroom chat. Brand new LCP. You guys know my breaks be about two seconds, so don't get comfortable, bitch. 
Be ready. Brand new LCP. Yeah, yeah, welcome back to the LCP. Now, before I dive into the Michael B. Jordan shit, I want to talk about host season because every time summer's coming up and spring is kind of on the horizon, oftentimes we hear women say, yeah, girl, this summer I'm going to go crazy. Now, I had a friend last month tell me that she that she was in a relationship last year. Now she's single and she ready to have her whole season. She want to be on beach with Somebody's son She wanna go crazy With somebody's son I know y'all all seen The fucking meme The go to fucking lingo On social media Yeah this summer I wanna be laid up On somebody beach With somebody's son All that type of Fucking bullshit That once one person Says it Everybody else says it So How do I feel about Whole season See I'm a man See so I know I can't really give My opinion on whole season Because it's coming from me A man And it's already going To be looked at as Oh shut up You a man We don't give a fuck Because it's different for men So I found the black woman On YouTube You guys know I love my YouTube clips Her YouTube page is Jews View I listened to this video in full I think it's great I think it's very informational Now the video is entitled What have I learned from having a whole face Now the video long so I ain't gonna play the whole video But I want you guys to hear some of what she said Because this is a black woman Expressing what she learned During her as she said I've had multiple whole phases So let's dive into what some of what Again her page is Jews View Let's dive into what she had to say about her whole phase a lot of people say, well, I'm going to have a hoe phase. Perfectly fine. I've done it a couple of times. And here's what I've learned. What I learned in voting school is blankety, blankety, blank. I agree. Hookup culture, it's not made to benefit women. It's not made to empower women. And it will never be to benefit nor empower women. If anything, it's, I don't even know what the word is for it. It doesn't benefit us. And there's a lot more risk involved for women than there are for men. So women are taking on a lot more risk and we're getting a lot less in return. And you're probably thinking, Jewel, what do you mean? Hookup culture is so great for women to learn their bodies and explore and blah, blah, blah. Which all that may be true for some people. I don't think it's true for a majority of people. Here's what I've learned and noticed. If you want to argue, don't argue with your mama don't argue with me because these are my opinions and Brand new fast, LCP. so the benefit for women i could only i could only come up with two benefits for women that come i want to pause because like she said this is her opinion this is not me saying it this is her saying it. and like she said argue with your mama don't argue with me and I love that because when you say some shit, stand by it. This is her opinion. Her opinion don't have to be perceived as fact. Let's dive into what she had to say. Hookup culture and that come from having a hoe phase. Again, from my literal own experience. The only two benefits I could think of were validation. Because whether you want to admit it or not, sex is some form of validation, especially for women. The only other one I could think of was sexual... The only other one I could think of was sexual satisfaction, so physical satisfaction. But that comes with a caveat because we know a majority of women do not have orgasms when they're having sex with men. So ultimately, what's the main benefit for hookup culture for women? It's going to be validation because half the time sexual slash physical satisfaction is not what we're going to get. 
those are the two benefits that I could think of for women. And the only other argument that I hear that's a benefit for women is that if you have like a whole phase and you have like all of these like sexual experience and sexual partners, you get to learn what you do and don't like pretty much through trial and error. And I I heavily disagree with that. One, because of the cons that's associated with hookup culture for women, casual sex for women, and two, because ultimately I feel like you don't have to have multiple random sexual partners to figure out what you do and don't like in bed. For one, you can figure that out by yourself. I wanted to say that I do think it's important to learn your body and learn what you do like and don't like sexually, but you don't need to have a lot of um sexual partners to figure that out like you can have one sexual partner who cares enough to help you figure that out with you you don't need to have like five different partners to figure that out just want to throw that in there like you're going to need to learn what you like sexually and you're going to want to do that with someone else but it doesn't have to be a whole bunch of uh like random people who don't care about you in my opinion if you think that you need a hoe phase if you think that you need to participate in hookup culture at least as a woman chances are you just need a really good vibrator and a really good therapist that's just how I feel. I think that you can figure out what you like sexually with and by yourself without having to expose yourself to all of the cons that I'm going to get into now. So that's where, that's where, matter of fact, hold on. Now, did she say she about to get into some of the cons? See, I was going to stop it, but let's dive back in. I, I want to hear from a black woman what she feel some of the cons are to having a whole face. Again, those are the two really like one and a half benefits of hookup culture that I could think of. The risks associated, and I have this written down. First risk is that STDs are going to be higher in women. Women are more likely to contract STDs than men are. I did not know that until a friend informed me, and I was like, I'm sorry, what? Women and men don't contract STDs at the same rate? And she said, no, my friend. So there's that. Two, our all favorite is pregnancy because it takes two to tangle, but ultimately the burden is going to fall on one of the two parties and it's going to be the one with the uterus and yes, especially for black women in america what are we like four times more likely to die during childbirth than women and all for what a crusty man that you met on tinder no thank you next sexual frustration is something that a lot of women report when having sex with male partners because for the five billion time most women do not get sexually satisfied when they're having sex especially with hookup culture because i feel like when you're in a committed relationship with someone at least how it should be that person should be dedicated and caring enough to make sure that you're satisfied sexually, right? When you're in hookup culture, a lot of people, I was going to say a lot of men, but really a lot of people are very selfish. So they're not going to take the time to see if, they're not going to take the time to learn your body. They don't have the time to learn your body because it's a one and done quick McDonald's fast food. I want to clap it up because that's a fucking important point that I've mentioned here many times before. When you're having casual sex, nobody going to take the time to know what you like, to know what, what turns you on, to know exactly what gives you your orgasm. Because like she said, you don't have the time. If I meet you on Monday, now we back at my crib, now we having sex, fuck what makes you come. I don't give a fuck how you feel. I don't give a fuck what turns you on, what pleases you, what gets your juices flowing. I met you tonight. I'm trying to get my nut and bitch, you could get the fuck out. Like she said, but in a, as it should be. In a serious relationship, the love, the passion, you know, just the the inner desire to want to see your partner get that, ooh, to want to see your partner get that orgasm off is higher because you know you're going to see your partner again. You know you get, well, especially if you guys have a great, you know, connection aside from just sex because it makes the conversation, it makes wanting to pleasure each other that much more greater.
but exchange i i feel like with hookup culture so you're so you can possibly get pregnant you can possibly get an std more likely than men and you're possibly going to be sexually frustrated and again even with contraceptives even with protection these things are all still factors that are possible and then my last one which i have experienced before is like emotional destruction how many times have you had sex with a man and afterwards you just feel kind of like used and like gross but sex is a very emotional thing for women let's add up the pros and cons shall i want to pause it because sex is a very emotional thing for men and women but it affects women even more and i know a lot of women can say well you know when i have sex i know how to detach i know how to da -da -da. but sometimes you don't because when you have an emotional breakdown and when you feel used when you feel dirty when you feel crappy see that happens behind closed doors where nobody can see it but yourself so and, and because we can't see it a lot of women say that it didn't happen. You know, I just had sex and I felt great. But no, no. Sometimes when you dive deeper, when you go between the lines, when you go deeper, that's when you get to see the emotional damage that having sex with this person, that person, this person, that person can cause. But oftentimes we know now with social media, it's a, I'm only show you the great moments thing. So when somebody have an emotional breakdown, we don't see it. So I, I want to clap it up for her, man, because she made some great some fucking amazing points that I felt that I feel were very beneficial that I felt just were needed especially now so like I said if you heard that you want to go out you want to have your whole face that is okay but see I was trying to play that to give you guys you know just just maybe some tips some gems to where if maybe you want to avoid having a whole face you can avoid having that whole face and you can be great you can feel amazing and you don't got to feel as if you know what, I, I'm single now, so now I got to go out, I got to have this whole phase to make myself feel better, to make myself feel attractive and shit like that, because you don't. It is okay to to simply love yourself, or as she said, go buy a dildo, go buy a vibrator. Now, I'm not saying that if you have a whole phase, you don't love yourself before motherfuckers come out and say, well, are you saying I don't love myself? Because we know how fucking goofy and how fucking silly social media is when you say shit like that. So let's dive into Michael B. Jordan before I get the fuck out there, bitch. So this is what Michael B. Jordan had to say when he was on the red carpet and L'Oreal came up to him and tried to interview him for his new movie, Creed 3, which drops today. This is what Michael B. Jordan said. All the way to Chad Science in Newark, okay? What a corny kid, right? <laughs> no, I did not say that. Misquoted for sure. No, you did not hear me say cry. I said we used to make fun of the name. But yeah, he is obviously killing things out here. And you know, we know each other. We go way back all the way to check. I want to clap it up for Michael B. Jordan because like I said, man, see? This why you got to watch out and you got to you got to be careful how you treat people. Now, I know L'Oreal didn't call him corny that it was her co-host that said it before some of you motherfucker. Well, you know, it was her co-host. But look, when you're on a show and somebody say something and now you just come right along after somebody said that and dive into some more shit. That's a form of agreeance, especially when she didn't go to school with, with Michael B. Jordan for one year. You did. So when so when somebody says that and now you come right after and say, yeah, you know what? I went to school with him for a point in time. You know, we used to laugh at him because he used to come to school with his stupid ass headshot. Meaning I assumed back then he wanted to be a model or an actor and he was coming to school with his headshot. And she said, we lived in the hood. Nobody else had a headshot. So he coming to school with his stupid ass headshot. His name is Michael Jordan. So we kind of laughed at him. Now, I know back in those days, everybody kind of joke on each other. I understand that. But sometimes you got to watch what somebody say, because as they say, behind jokes are sometimes the truth and how you really feel. 
And we know, man, I love Joe Budden, man. Like I, I've said on him many times before that Joe Budden in, in his music probably saved me from suicide. That Joe Budden's music probably saved me from going down that dog path when I was in college, even towards the end of my high school life because of how open, how how passionate, and just how human his music was in relation to depression and suicide. And it just made me feel a thousand times better. But, but Joe Budden, you're wrong. I 1,000% disagree with what Joe Budden had to say in regards to Michael B. Jordan. Like, not even calling out or not even embarrassing this reporter. All he said was, oh, the corny kid, right? Like, letting her know, I heard what was said either by you or somebody who you know. I heard what was said. But this is what Joe Budden had to say in regards to Michael B. Jordan saying what he said. Joe Budden, I don't agree. Joe Budden, I love you. I know you just passed 600 episodes on your podcast. I have been here since episode one. I've never missed an episode of the podcast. But I disagree. I can see that. You being that Michael is, you know. B. Jordan today, uh, allegedly sexiest man alive my, I in all of these blockbuster my. movies I agree during your highlight week. You've probably never been more visible than you are right this second. And that's what you do to her. And if I bring back them white girl rumors, then it's going to sound even crazier. Then it's going to sound crazier. Because why are you talking to our sisters like that on the red carpet? We only you talking to white bitches like that. See, I want to stop. I want to stop. And, and now I know a lot of you ladies are going to agree because y'all hate when black men date white women. So as soon as somebody mentioned that point, oh, my God, so true, so true. Shut the fuck up. Like every time somebody bring in a black man that's dating a white girl, every all the black women always rush and agree. You know what? That's true because he does date white women. So, yeah, he must have meant it. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Boo. Hate that shit, man, because like he wasn't even rude. He wasn't disrespectful. He ain't say nothing crazy to nobody. All he did was kind of bump a shoulder like, yeah, I'm the corny kid, right, bitch? I know, I know, I know. Like letting her know, bitch, I heard what you said. That's all he was doing, man. So to sit up here and now for you guys who don't listen to Joe Budden podcast, like a lot of it is performative. So where sometimes Joe admits, I don't feel this way, but because I have a production, I turned up a little bit to kind of add some spice to it. Because I know, you know, social media gonna run to some shit. So the fact that he admits that in his episodes, you know, whether it be the Patreon, the bonus episodes, he admits that sometimes he does that. So I think that what he was doing right here, that he knows, okay, I'm gonna turn up a little bit, I'm gonna add some spice, I'm gonna add some sauce to the shit, and it's gonna go viral. And and how stupid social media is, it went viral. It's like when Joe Budden said, yeah, he's gay, I'm bisexual. And now he admitted the next episode, you know, I had to, I had to add some spice to it. Because you know these motherfuckers be running with the shit. Like, that's how fucking gullible y'all. Like, nothing nothing Michael B. Jordan said was disrespectful. It wasn't rude. It wasn't uncrazy. He simply was bringing up what was said in the past. And since she was now standing right here, probably the first time he's seen her, since he heard what was said on the on the podcast that she was on, he kind of gave a little bump, like, you know, I heard what you said. That's all he was doing, man. So I want to thank you guys, man, for tuning in. Stay locked into the LCP that looks at the podcast on all platforms. Now, it's a couple shit I left out, but on a bonus episode on LCP Plus, I'll talk about some sex toy games, some date night ideas, Zaya Wade going through agenda change, and also kids that need they ass beat. So we're going to take care of that on a bonus episode dropping probably this week or late or, well, or early next week 
on LTB Plus. So to you guys who stay locked in, stay tuned in, keep supporting the podcast, keep sharing the podcast, and please let your friends know. If you love the podcast, please don't keep it to yourself. Keeping it to yourself is one of the worst things you can do for independent black creators because we invest so much time in our content. We promote ourselves. So it is nice if you guys help us, at least sometimes, help us promote as well. So to you guys who stay locked in, stay tuned into the LCP, I want to give you guys a hand clap. I appreciate you guys and make sure you spread the word and stay tuned into that. Brand new LCP.